Kelly Show, second hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and I have good news. All right, that was a lot of heavy stuff. We got some more heavy stuff coming, but I have, I have a couple really, really great pieces of news. You ready for this? One, uh, uh, look, you know what? It wouldn't be right for me to make the announcement. Allow me to let her make the announcement. This is Joy Behar on The View. I listen to the little voice in my head Mm -hmm. that doesn't really follow 100% what they tell me because Mm -hmm. they keep changing it. Yep. Right. So, like, very short time ago, they were saying, put the N95 masks on and and now they make sure it's a... And now they're saying you don't have to wear them anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, if I go on the subway, Mm -hmm. if I go in a bus, if I go into the theater, if I go into... um, Where else would I go? A crowded spot. A crowded right. place. Okay. I would wear a mask. And I might do that indefinitely. <laughs> Woohoo! Don't threaten me with a good time, Joy. Everybody, this is huge news. George Joy Behar's gonna wear a mask on her face all the time. <laughs> Quit. That's mean. Let's focus. All right, all right. I have another piece of really, really good news. Okay. This is from Retro Technor, so I want to make sure I give this person credit, whoever that is. There's a gigantic cargo ship called Felicity Age. That's the name of the cargo ship. It's out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's carrying, it's a huge cargo ship, by the way. It's huge if you see a picture of it. It's carrying a bunch of Porsches and VWs. It's carrying a bunch of cars. It caught fire. The fire was so bad, the crew had to abandon ship. Okay, so again, there's no life of loss here. The crew abandoned ship. But but hold on, Chris. I'm, I'm about to get to the good news, buddy. <laughs> I just want to give everyone a heads up. We may be gone for a week or two here on the show because according to maritime law, the ship is now finders keepers. Tell me we shouldn't go on an epic pirate mission to get this cargo ship. You know there's got to be some. No, seriously. You know there's got to be some. It's not. Well, yeah, but we could feel like pirates and we would wear. Yeah, we would. No, we would want to be pirates. We, and we would have the black flag with the skull and crossbones. No, we could. And we'd say ahoy all the time. And we'd put on the eye patches. Tell me it wouldn't be sweet. And we'd, the fire would be mostly out by the time we got there. And don't tell me. Don't tell me it killed all the Porsches, right? And I realize what you're saying, Jesse, you wouldn't fit in a Porsche, but I might fit in a Porsche and we can sell them on the black market and make extra money. I mean, for charity or something, for charity. This is all obviously for charity. We pirates for charity or something like that. And then we would have our own cargo ship. Having your own cargo ship would be as cool as having... Yeah, exactly, Chris. Of course you didn't think about that. That's why I'm the brains and you do all the stupid technical stuff. We have our own cargo ship what kind of stuff could we do with our own cargo ship? We could run guns to the Canadian truckers. We could we look, we could change the world with our own cargo ship. We'd get little torpedo tubes on it. Oh gosh, we could play golf on it. We would have so much fun with our own cargo ship. And how hard how hard could a cargo ship be to drive around, right? I I, I think I had it. I've driven fishing boats a million times. Don't tell me it's that much different. So Good news. One, Joy Behar going to wear a mask forever. That's awesome. Hey, that's good for everybody, right? It's a win for America. Two, we're about to have our own cargo ship. We are. Now, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to find it. 
the Atlantic Ocean is pretty big, and I would assume there are going to be other takers. But as pirates, we have to understand that's just part of the job. Part of the job is going to have to be we may have to get in a ship-to-ship battle in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, so we'll have to have cannons. We'll have to look, ahoy, right? I am ready. I am absolutely ready for this. We'll get back to the bad news here in a second. Let's get to some emails. Hi, Jesse. I usually listen to the radio talk during the day and at night I spend time with my family. Driving late, I listen to iHeartRadio. I heard you after 7 p.m. You caught my ear because you share the same beliefs and ideals as me and also humor. You remind me sometimes of Rush Limbaugh. He would give you a, he would give you a hard pill to swallow, but he'd put a sugar coat on it. I came to America from Israel in the early 1990s, sympathetic to the Democrats. Stop, Chris. Okay, stop cheering. Similar to the Democrats after being brainwashed by the Israeli media. In the election of 2000, when the recount occurred one day, I was driving with my friend who was a Republican. He introduced me to Rush. I act as if I couldn't care less about what he was saying in front of my friend, but his style hooked me. I found myself, without admitting, I liked listening to him. I became a member of his broadcast to be able to listen wherever and whenever I wanted so as not to miss anything. I did try to call him many times, especially when he got cancer, to let him know he changed my point of view, but it was always busy. And I figured there was always a tomorrow, and I was wrong about that. So here I am letting you know that I like your show. I listen to the podcast on Spotify during the day or at the gym. I'll probably write you again in the future. In the meantime, give Chris the fart button. And tell him it's time. (laughs) Tell him this time it's from another Jew. P.S. I asked my secretary to write for me since I read and speak English, but I don't write it well. Kindest regards. He didn't say I could say his name, but that is a really cool email. And I thought it was necessary to read it because it was one year ago we lost Rush Limbaugh. And I don't spend a ton of time talking about that. And you know I think your Rush comparisons are absurd. I'm flattered, but I think they're absurd. But... It was a year ago when we lost Rush Limbaugh, and I don't know that we did enough to honor what he did. And here's what I mean. It's not that I think my job is important, but when you rise to the level of Rush Limbaugh for that many decades, you know, 30 years, Rush Limbaugh, I mean, they call them Rush Babies for a, for a reason. How many stories are there out there like that, guys, where, hey, man, I listened and he changed my thinking that's changing the country for the better. How many people can say that? I mean, I won't be able to say that. I don't know if you will. I mean, how many people can say when they're dead and gone, I changed the thinking of a generation and I I improved my country. I left my country better than the day I found it. That's pretty cool. And we lost him a year ago today. I'm not going to spend any more time on it. I just thought I thought that would be appropriate. I thought it would be appropriate. Now, on to some bad news. I got, a, I got a couple things of bad news here. Man, there's a couple crappers really came out. Chris, don't worry. You and I will talk about these things further when we're on our pirate ship. For now, we're going to talk about these things. Oh, Chris, you know we're going to have a cannon. Lots of them. Anyway, back to this. There's an article out. I don't expect you to read it. I actually hope you don't read it. In the Washington Post. And it's about the White House economists... And who they're trying to blame and, and how... I'm, I'm not going to go over the whole article for you. I'm simply going to say this. 
right now, the Biden administration understands they have a serious, serious inflation problem. They understand that. When you've printed 80% of the money in circulation in just the last two years, you're going to have significant inflation. They do get that. Here's why I hate all our cultural leaders now, though. They don't actually care about the normal people who are being crushed by these things. All they care about is the politics of it, how it personally affects them. The entire article in the Washington Post about it is about, well, who should we blame for it? Could we, well, we pulled blaming corporations and that didn't pull well. So then we'll pull this. Maybe we could pull, uh, hey, have we blamed these people? It all comes down to poll numbers. And this is why I so despise our cultural leaders now. Right now, as we speak, people across this country, tens of millions of people, maybe you, they're being crushed by the fact their dollar is worth significantly less today than it was before. Now, I know that doesn't affect millionaires like the Bidens. It affects real people, though. And they're having to make major decisions in their lives, life-changing decisions about the fact they are worth significantly less today than they were a year ago. That's a big deal. And yet, there's not a single person in or around the White House who is sitting down and giving a thought to the fact that, hey, this guy, he was already working 50, 60 hours a week in construction, trying to make sure he's paying the bills. Kid needs new shoes, got to pay off this bill, getting a little behind on the credit card bill. Oh, no, car just broke down, got to take it to the shop. That's an extra two grand. This is a common story. This is how normal people live. This is how I've lived my entire life. There's nobody in or around the White House who actually gives a crap about what that guy goes through. Nobody. No one, no one sits down at that table and says, man, have we thought about the working people working paycheck to paycheck? I feel bad. How do we help them? None of that. Not even a little bit. It's all what polls well. How do we improve the poll numbers? Disgraceful, man. Disgraceful. All right. Let's talk about. Trained and untrained. There's a great saying in a movie, in a great movie, Man on Fire, when he's teaching her how to swim in the pool. And she's talk, she says something to him about being tough. And he says to her, it's one of my favorite lines of all time, there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. I mean, you admire these Green Berets and Marines and Army guys. Oh, man, look how deadly they are shooting. You know they weren't born that way, right? The only difference is they train more than you. When I tell you about Mantis X, you understand the Green Berets use Mantis X, right? Green Berets, Marines, Army. They use Mantis X and it's available to you. It attaches right to your weapon, whatever your weapon is. You practice inside of your home without firing a shot, so you're not spending any money on ammo. But we're talking military-grade technology available at an affordable price to normal people. Mantis X will put you through drills. They'll give you real feedback. Get trained. Trained. Not tough. Trained. Go to MantisX.com and get one today. MantisX.com. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Be with my- 
Jesse Kelly show. And in case you missed last night's show, got this email. Dear Dr. Jesse, it's Wednesday, February 16th, and I have to write, your, write while your show is still on the air. Today I hit the wall. COVID has meant I've been working at home alone for the past two years. I'm naturally an introvert, so I never knew how much I needed to be around my coworkers and work friends. Video meetings just aren't the same, she said. I was depressed most of the day until I heard the audio of the 12-year-old addressing the Canadian truckers. Hearing it was an inspiration. I needed to buck up and cheer up. In a sane world, that teenager's talk would be the headline news of the day on every newscast. Thank you for playing it at the top of your show. Sincerely, she says I can say her name. Her name is Jennifer. She also says, P.S., thanks to you, I no longer wear flats. <laughs> uh, if you missed that or any part of last night's show, it was, it was really good. The whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. That's one. Two, there's a change coming. Or maybe the change is already here. I don't know. I don't get involved in this stuff. To how you download the show. Apparently now, instead of it just being one gigantic show you can download, they're separating it out by the hour. And I think that's so incredibly weird but the, all these corporate suit types, they th th look, they have a reason for all this stuff. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. I think that's a pain in the rear end for you. So allow me to make it easier. Subscribe. I know they can subscribe on iTunes. Hey, idiots, can they subscribe on the other platforms? They can subscribe. There's a button. Okay, so just or follow. They can subscribe or follow. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So let me do this. I, this is difficult for me because I don't understand the technical stuff, but I know this. If I had to go click download three different times to get the show I wanted, I'd find that annoying. I believe in convenience for people. So subscribe is probably something or follow. Subscribe or follow is something I'm going to be telling you to do more because I don't want you to have to click download every, every single freaking day. So just go subscribe or download it, right? Whatever. As far as the flats go, just know, ladies... When I rail against you wearing flats, I am not the bad guy. I sound like the bad guy. I'm actually the good guy. And by the way, I, I'm, I mean the flats like the ballet flats looking things. There's nothing wrong with the woman in tennis shoes or boots or anything else. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with the woman in flip-flops, sundress flip-flops at the beach. Okay, Chris, I wasn't encouraging flip-flops. All right, I was just saying there's nothing wrong with it. But ladies, hear me out. Speaking of the era of cowardice, we've been talking about that the whole show with the trans swimmers and the military and everything else, the era of cowardice. A big, a big part of why we're in the era of cowardice is because men are a bunch of weenies now and they're scared of women and they won't say what they should say to women. Flats are one of the great examples of the failure of Western society. And here's what I mean. Women wear them all the time now. They wear them at work. They wear them out. They wear them all the time now. It's, it's a very commonly worn thing. Okay, that's women. Men, when they're in a private moment, privately, every single man, without exception, knows those ballet flats are the most unflattering, horrid-looking things in the history of mankind. You look like a 12-year-old on the way to ballet. It looks awful. And yet... Flats have managed to catch on as commonly worn attire because men in this society are so spineless and weak, nobody has the guts to step up and tell his wife or girlfriend, honey, that looks like crap. 
Don't wear that. Do you know what flats are, ladies? Do you know what they are? It's the equivalent to me wearing sweatpants out on a date. And I'll tell you why. Because right now, I I can see you typing jesse at jessekelly.com. I can see you typing. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying because I hear it all the time. But they're comfortable. Oh, they're so comfortable. Okay, fine. My sweatpants are comfortable. We're going out to dinner and and I'm going to wear my sweatpants. Oh. Oh, it's not just comfort that matters? You see what I mean? No one has the guts to simply speak honest truths anymore about things. Nobody does. That's why flats have caught on. (laughs) All right. Before I forget, again, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. An Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The entire show is your questions. And I mean the entire show. All of it. If, look, if, if Russia starts World War III, we're going to talk about it. We're going to hit any major stories. But the whole show is your questions, and they don't have to be political. You can ask me absolutely anything. That's fine. Let's get to some emails because I actually have – there's some news about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that might be <clears throat> might be a little difficult to hear. So just, just let's, let's – we'll pause on that for a moment. This one's titled, Handsome Oracle – I have a secret menu item from Red Lobster that might just change the way we see things in this country. I've never been more excited in my life to read an email. Here we go. Were you ready? We're going to go through this together. I can't take all the credit. My girlfriend put me onto this a while ago because she works there as a server and she confirmed all your secret menu items after your recent rant about it a couple shows ago. Man, fellas. Go find yourself a server from Red Lobster. Talk about striking gold. Oh, gosh, that'd be wonderful. Anyway, continuing on. I get so many free biscuits, it's not even funny. Gosh, I'm so jealous right now. Anyway. Anyways, you should get an order of chicken tenders, which comes with any choice of two sides. I didn't even know Red Lobster had chicken tenders, but I'm intrigued. None of this salad nonsense. Here's where it gets interesting. Tell the server you want tenders covered in Nashville sauce. Jesse, I currently go to a community college and also know nothing about anything. But if I do know one thing, it's that these Nashville tenders will change your life and give you a more positive outlook on life. (laughs) God knows we need that. Love your show. I listen every day. You are my favorite by far. Chris? Nashville tenders or Nashville sauce on the tenders. Chris, can you people eat Nashville sauce? Is there anything wrong with it? I don't know what's in it either. I think you better figure it out or something. But but Michael, hey, you and I, we're going Nashville tenders. Chris can work out the, the his tribe problem anyway. That's not our issue. All right. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and the bad news that comes with it. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I have some news about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and some hard truths about that coming in just a second. couple housekeeping items. Again, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in right now, right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go to Chris. He'll print them out for me. He'll organize them. I requested earlier that we get a vomit button on the soundboard. 
to go with the rifle cock and the rifle shot and the cannon and the bomb. The bomb's underrated, I should say. And the missile launcher. You know what we're going to do one day? If war kicks off, what I'll do is I'll do background shooting. Yes, I can, Chris. Background shooting, and it'll sound like everyone will feel like they're involved. Anyway, on top of all these things and the Kamala line, <laughs> sorry, I cut it off early. I requested a vomit thing. During the break, they came and put a vomit button on the board. Now, I have not listened to this yet. Chris just gave me a warning, though, that has me a little bit concerned. He said, what, what word did you use, Chris? Aggressive? It's a little aggressive? Okay, so let's find out exactly what this button sounds like together. Okay, Chris, that's a no. That's, look, look. I know I asked for it. The vomit button was not supposed to actually make people want to vomit. We don't, Chris... Okay, all right, let's, let's be clear about something here. We actually don't want to gross everybody out. Could we maybe get one that sounds like he's vomiting, but not one that sounds like he's doing, not one that sounds like he's doing a swan dive into the toilet while he does it? Can we, can we adjust that, please, for, for the future? Please, Chris, I'm asking. All right, I'm asking. Did I ever tell you about that time? You know what? No, I probably shouldn't tell you about that time right now. <laughs> The time when I got super, super sick, I don't know if it was food poisoning or, or the stomach flu with the wife. Oh, gosh. So get this. I'll get back to the Bitcoin stuff in a second. I, I'm not going to elaborate very much on this story, but we were married a couple of years and we had our first kid. And so we have a pretty new baby. He's under a year old. And you remember what it's like when you have a new baby. If you haven't had one yet... It's, it's not a ton of sleep. I mean, it depends on the kid, but it's a lot. They're a lot more work then than they are now. I mean, my kids, we've raised them to be super self-sufficient. So I mean, they pack their own lunches, they make their own eggs. They, but early on, kids are not that way. Obviously, stupid, lazy one-year-olds can't even make their own lunch. Anyway, so we have that. There's that. We still have this kid. And the wife ends up getting pregnant again, you know, like they do. I don't want to brag or anything like that, but ends up getting pregnant again. So not only do we have a new baby, I'm working a lot of hours at this point in time to try to make ends meet. It's just tough to make ends meet. Uh, this is back in my working construction. And she is pregnant, new baby. I'm working long hours and we get sick. One night, brutally sick. And I mean... The kind of sickness where I'm really not going to go into any details. Just understand that it's coming out every direction and life is miserable. You feel like you're dying. Yes, Chris. Yes. Just like the vomit button, even though I'm not going to press that vomit button again. But you want me to play the full thing? The full thing is worse. Okay. All right, Chris. Because you're a child, I'm going to play this full thing once during my story. During my story, I'll play one full thing, and this is the only time you're ever going to hear it, and then we're moving on from this because it, it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. We swung and we missed. It was a bad call on my part. Anyway, so there's not a ton to the story. Just know this is not the normal sickness or normal flu where you'll get up and, you know, you got to go blow chunks, and then you come back, and 
had to be another hour or two where you feel miserable. It was all night long. You would have to get up, get to the bathroom, get your stuff done, and then you would be lucky if you got back to bed where we both would collapse in a heap and you're sweating and miserable. And then if you made it back to bed, you wouldn't be there long and you had to get up and go right back again. And this is not an exaggeration. Each of us, I would say 20, 25 times that night. That's not an exaggeration. And again, because it's coming out everywhere, you when you get to the bathroom, you have to decide which one you want to do first. And you're having it was just the worst experience of my entire life. But fast forward to the morning. I have to get up because we need fluids. Now we've been drinking water all night long, but we're super dehydrated and we're starting to recover. But we need fluids and we need fluids badly. And I have a pregnant wife, so I have to take care of her. And she's trying to take care of the kid. So I tell her, hey, I'm going to try to get to the grocery store. We had one of those little neighborhood grocery stores in the, in, in the neighborhood. I said, I'm going to try to get to the grocery store and get just some Gatorades or Pedialytes or something, something so we can get some electrolytes because there's no food obviously left. All the food in there is gone. It's Everything's gone. I'm worried about getting my wife and me some something in our system here. So I managed to get myself dressed. I look in the mirror and I look like death. I, I see, see, I look, it was the kind of bags under your eyes you get when you've pulled an all nighter, like two nights in a row or it was brutal. I was pasty white. And I mean, I was, I was whiter than Sean King. I was pasty white and I decide I'm going to get to the store. I get about two minutes in my truck. I'm heading to the store and wham, I start sweating profusely and I'm in serious trouble. Only at this point, I'm closer to the grocery store than I am back to my home. So I have no choice but to get to this small grocery store, burst in the door, and go up to the first cashier I see, the poor cashier, and say, I need to use your restroom, and I'm not asking. I need to use your restroom right now, or you need to go grab a mop. And I had to... One of the one of the darker moments. One of the dark. You know what? We're moving on. All right, Chris. Here's the one and only time I'm ever going to play your stupid vomit button. Don't ever ask for it again. I know I asked for it. I wasn't expecting this. Here you go, Chris. You happy? <laughs> That's horrible. You're both immature. That's horrible. We're never playing it again. All right, we're never playing it again. What's wrong with you two? Honestly, you know what? We get into a couple emails. I, I went. I don't. I, I want to go, dearest four-eyed pink flower. <laughs> I was wondering once. I was wondering once you built your half-secret mansion, what you would do with all the people it took to build your house. Since you'll be a billionaire, will you have them all shipped out of the country, or just have them all quote taken care of? These are things you should probably consider before you start the build. He said, "Love always." And he said, "I could use his name. His name is Sebastian." <clears throat> In case you missed it. We were having another one of our super important conversations on the show. I think it was last night or the night before that I have, I have these dreams of, you know, everyone has something they want to do if they get rich. Everyone has something they want to do. Well, all mine are shockingly immature. I really, really want, it doesn't have to be a mansion, by the way. I don't need a big house. 
I really want a house with secret compartments and secret tunnels and hidden passageways, you know, and fake bookshelves and stuff. I want one. And I don't mean I want one. I want a bunch of them. I want it to basically be a fun house where I can just disappear. I can play hide and seek with the kids. I mean, who are we kidding? If that day ever comes, it'll probably be grandkids or something like that. I want it to be sick. I want a slide where you can go. No, Chris, hear me out. Where you can roll out of bed and press something and then boom, it drops you down a slide down to your secret basement where we'll have beanbag chairs and darts and stuff. No, you, I don't think you appreciate it, Chris. You know what? You're not invited. Right? If you come over, I'll take one of the hidden passages and you will, you'll think I'm gone. All right, we're finally going to talk about cryptocurrency next. But Oxford Gold Group. Speaking of which, it's probably an appropriate time to bring this up. The headline, to give it away, is FBI to form a new digital currency unit as the Justice Department taps a new crypto czar. There's nothing they can't reach if it's online. This is true. When I tell you to get some gold delivered to your front door, it's because the only thing they, it's the only thing they can't get their grubby hands on or destroy the value of. Did you see today what gold is trading at? Imagine if you'd bought Oxford Gold Group six months ago when I told you to, and I'm telling you that trend remains. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. You've seen what inflation is doing. There's no indication it's going to stop. So get something of value they can't wreck. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, I'm going to get to this cryptocurrency thing here in just a second. Sorry, I, I forgot I didn't answer the guy's question. He asked what I'm going to do with all the engineers and builders once I get my secret mansion with hidden passageways. And I'll be frank, ever since I read that email, I've been wondering that myself. Obviously, you can't kill them. I mean, that would be ideal to kill them. But let's be honest. We can't do that, all right? So we can't kill them. What if we just have them move in? No, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, Chris. What if, because I'll be super rich like Batman then, what if, what if they just become the help? They're all like Alfred. So they engineer and build the house, and then, you know what, that's not going to work either. I think we have to deport them all. What we'll do, yeah, we can't kill them. It would be morally wrong. Instead... We'll plant false evidence against them and get them deported to other countries. See, that's a more moral, more upstate. That's what we'll do. We'll have them deported. Now, back to this. FBI to form a new digital currency unit as the Justice Department taps a new crypto czar. I get asked about Bitcoin and crypto and stuff like that a lot. And I'll be, I'll be real frank with you about it. You know it's not exactly a secret. Technical stuff is well beyond me, way beyond me. Shut up, Chris. Yes, it's way, way, way beyond me. I admit it. I understand that I am not, I'm not good at it. I don't have any interest in it. I don't have the intelligence to understand it. So I've never fully understood the whole Bitcoin cryptocurrency thing. I don't fully understand what it is. That said, a lot of the smartest people I know, friends of mine, are really into it. 
and they say it's really good. So I'll rely on their expertise. Allow me to just rely on their expertise and say, okay, it's, it's probably really good. It's probably something to look into. I'll, I'll at least say that. It's probably something to look into. That said, one thing I have seen a lot from these hardcore Bitcoin cryptocurrency people, one thing I have seen is this. Oh, it's freedom. Finally, it's freedom. What's up? We'll get rid of the we'll, we'll get rid of the government control of it and and government won't be able to control the currency anymore. And okay. Pull up a chair. Pull up a chair. It's time for a talk with Daddy Jesse. All right. Listen. Governments. You do know what governments do, right? You understand the history of governments? Please, and, and this is why some of the people who say this stuff are some of the smartest people I know, but no, but you don't understand, Jesse. It's online. It's but no, 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 no. You're right. I don't understand Bitcoin, but I don't think you understand. Point to me one time in the history of the world where a nation state would allow vast sums of wealth to be traded back and forth within its borders and that nation state just chooses to not dip its beak in it at all. Do you think corrupt tyrants like the ones who rule this country now, do you think those people are just going to let you have this online world of money where the government's not involved and they're not ruining it all? I'm and don't take that as, a, as an insult on Bitcoin because I'm sure it's fine. Like I said, a lot of smart people I know is fine. Don't think you're going to be free from government scrutiny. Don't think you're going to be free from government finding a way to ruin it, to tax it, to regulate it. To that's what governments do. So that that wasn't. I, I that's not a, an insult of cryptocurrency. It's really genuinely not. But it is a heads up. Nothing is going to be totally free from the government. I mean, outside of hard metals and things like that, gold, silver, diamonds, things like that, outside of things like that, nothing is truly free from the government finding a way to destroy it. Do you think these people are going to wreck our currency, which they did, and then simply allow you to come up with a new one and stay out of it? That's not how these people work. Remember, remember, you have to always keep in mind three things. Don't roll your eyes. Three things. One, no love of country. These are the three things all your cultural leaders have in common now. No love of country. No connection to the real world. And third, they do believe they are born to rule as kings and queens. What does that make you? Not a citizen. In their eyes, you are not a citizen. You're a subject. You're a cog in the wheel. You work for them. Do you think a king would allow his subjects to simply trade in something without finding a way to get his piece of it or take control of it completely? Of course they will. Of course they will. These people... We have the worst people in the world who lead us. The worst people in the world. They're the most out of touch, unpatriotic, detestable, snobby losers in the history of mankind. The worst people in the world lead us. Do you really believe they're going to allow a cryptocurrency to go unchecked? 
Not in a million years. Hey, Jesse, you often talk about how your dad would just hang up on people when he's done talking. I think my daughter learned from you. We have a we have Facebook portals uh, bought during COVID, and I'm sorry for supporting that garbage company. Anyway, my four-year-old daughter will do what your dad does. When she's done talking to her cousin, grandma, etc., she'll just say, okay, bye, and hang up. <laughs> Could even be mid-sentence from the other person. It's the way all communication should end. Maybe I should try it with my wife. <laughs> One, I would not recommend trying it with the wife. Um, very early on, I did that a couple times because the wife's family is totally opposite. You know how my dad is just whenever he's done it, boop, line goes dead. He's done talking. The wife's family, they're very much the, I love you. I miss you. I love you. I'll see you again. It takes nine hours to hang up the phone. So I would just hang up. I would just hang up at some point because I was used to deal, doing things more the Kelly way. <laughs> that, that didn't always go over that well. If, if we're being totally honest, that didn't go over that well. Would not recommend. Would not recommend. All right. Let's finally get to the uncomfortable topic as if the rest of the show was all warm and fuzzy. All this LGBTQ Air Force stuff in schools. What's going on? What are my thoughts? I'll tell you. They want to get mine.